Every knee will bow. Amen? Amen. A great blessing last week. We saw, we saw two knees bow. Two young ones. So Catherine reminded me, said, I'll always remember that Papa Tom prayed over me last week. He was faithful to the very end. Now, as, as we look here, we, we come once again to that, that place where we, we open the Word of God. We look for comfort today. We look for hope. You know, we, we feel that sting of death. I, I am one. I, I long to sing that, that hymn, O death, where is your sting? O death, where is your victory? For today we feel that sting, don't we? But death has not got the victory. The victory belongs to Jesus. Amen. And for Papa Tom, his hope is in the victory of Jesus, and it is secure. I know many of us will feel a bit distant this morning, but it's in these moments where we see the sacredness of life, a life created in the image of God. Our houses, our cars, all those things that we seem to worry about in this life don't seem so important anymore, do they? They are not the things of eternity. It is life. It is the life that Christ gave his life for. When we look and when we endure this pain, I want you to understand that Christ first endured it. This book, we'll be opening up the Holy Bible, it declares that before the foundations of the world, the Lamb was slain. Before the pain we now feel, Christ took upon himself our sins on that cross. And so when, when we look and we discuss pain, understand that, that Jesus weeps with us. As he wept with Mary and Martha, he weeps with us. But since the days, the days of Cain and Abel, there have been preachers preaching, telling you the good news, and that's what I will do today. I will tell you of the hope that you may have if you place your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Papa Tom had that hope. Amen. You know, we come and we are sad because he's no longer with us, but deep down I know you are rejoicing because you know where he is. He is around that throne. We were preaching last week about, about being clothed in white and having, having the, the palm branch in the hands in Revelation 7. But Papa Tom is now. He is there worshiping. And I, I've heard... I've heard him say, you know, I, I want to sing because my preacher wants to hear me sing. Now he gets to sing because God wants to hear him sing. Amen. He gets to sing. I've told you before, you can look in your Bibles. You will not find anywhere angels singing. You will not find the birds singing worship. It is humanity's responsibility to declare the glory of God. And our, our brother is doing that now. Amen. So I'm going to, to pray now, but I want you to have hope. Because Christ is our hope. It was the hope that Judy had. It was the hope that Brother Justin had. It was the hope that Sister Carla had. It's the hope that Papa Tom had. And it's the hope that we have this day. Amen. But it's more than a hope. It's an assurance. It's a guarantee from God. Amen. You place your faith in Jesus Christ, you get to live forever in glory. Mm -hmm. We won't be worrying as the, the hymn we sing. We won't be worrying about these little cottages we have down here below. Time will come where somebody else will own those houses we now live in. But that mansion is yours forever. Let us pray. Father, Father, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the many blessings you give us, Lord God. I pray you be with us and you watch over us. I pray you comfort our hearts now, Lord. As we go into your word, Lord, we look for that hope. We look for that, that peace that passes understanding, that joy in this difficult time. We give you praises for a life well lived. We give you praises. As your apostle John said that if 
If all your deeds had been written down in books, Lord, they would fill the entire earth. And when I consider the life of my brother, my deacon, what we affectionately know as Papa Tom, his life was that it was a book of your deeds that you have done for him and you've done through him, Lord. May we emulate that. It's in your holy name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So I was struggling this week, and I didn't know why until I knew why, on what, what to preach. You know, I looked at Revelation 8, and God just was telling me it's not Revelation 8. And then I was like, well, it's Palm Sunday. Maybe it's time to preach on Palm Sunday. It wasn't that. And then Bubba gave me that call on Thursday morning. And then it hit you. God told me you need hope. You need to hear the hope and the eternal security that you have. Amen. So I'm going to ask you now to turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. We'll start in verse 3. And I'll ask you to stand for the reading of God's holy word when you find your place. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for his salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to, be, to result in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Through you you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be your search and inquire carefully inquiring what person or time the spirit of christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of christ and the subsequent glories it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that you have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the holy spirit sent from heaven things into which the angels long to look Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as Father who judges impartially, according to each one's deeds, Conduct yourself with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in these last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God." Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed, 
through the living God and abiding word of God, for all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The, gla the grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Amen. Reading the word. You may be seated. begin I want to say to everyone here sometimes we give you a hard time about worship about singing you sounded absolutely beautiful I've never heard this church sound so beautiful as they did this morning early in the 20th century there was a, a young Welsh boy by the name of Martin in search of a better education his parents sent him away to boarding school far from home years later he would become a well-known prominent theologian one of the, one of the best of the century his name became known in theological circles as Martin Lloyd-Jones. He, he reflected on his experience at that boarding school like this. He said, I must admit that I suffered at, at that time from a sickness which has remained with me all along life's path, and that what was is now called being homesick it is an awful thing, as also is the feeling of loneliness, of being destitute and unhappy which stems from it. It is difficult to define, but to me, it means the consciousness of a person being away from which is dear to him. So my three years at boarding school were very unhappy, and that was only because of this longing. I had friends there, and I enjoyed the lessons, but I remember as if it were yesterday, sitting in the church on Sunday night, when I had come home for the weekend and suddenly being hit by the thought, this time tomorrow night I shall be in my lodgings at school, and all at once I was down in the depths. If we all experience this from time to time, that feeling of, of being homesick. Something is just not right. Something is missing. Many of us feel it this day. I, I know many of the family. I know my dear sister Juanita feels it. And that is a feeling that, that will never shake. But I, I want, want to assure you that, that Christ is with you. Christ is always with you. you know, we long for the things that are gone. We long for this pain that we now feel. We long for it to go. We long for it to be filled with joy once again. But wishing and longing and desiring won't make that happen. A silent house and sleepless nights will only be reminders. But today there is something that you could cling on to. That is the very word of God. That is what will make it right again. Is the word of God. For the word of God remains unchanging forever. A time will come, as Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words... The Word itself, Christ is the Word of God Himself. He will never pass away. Our hope will never pass away. And therefore, our joy should never pass away. Amen. We go through times of suffering. We go through times of sorrow and loss. But it's not really loss. It's not really goodbye. He is not gone. He's in glory. Amen? Amen. God is good. All the time. All the time, God is good. Remember that. The family, I tell you, remember it tomorrow and Tuesday. My sister, remember it Wednesday and every day after. God is good all the time. He loves you with a, a love that is indescribable. Before you were born, he set his eyes on that cross for you. Before this day came, he saw what was going to happen. He knew what you would need. In the Gospel of John, there are seven great statements of I am. I am the bread of life. I am the water goes over and over. I am the resurrection. 
I am the way, the truth, and life. Over and over again, He is what you need Him to be. What you need Him to be, that is what He will be for you. Look to Jesus this day. But as we, we go and we approach God with our pain, and it is okay to approach God with your pain. He can handle your pain. Because mm -hmm. He endured your pain. He endured your pain on the cross. He endured your sin. He endured the wrath that belonged to you. Mm. That belonged to Papa Tom. We don't like to think like that. But God went to the cross for him. He went to the cross for you. He went to the cross for me. For we are sinners. With this pain that you now feel, I want you to understand. Every time we sin, this is how God feels. It is like a death blow every time. Understand what God had to do because of our sin. He saw it. He is all-knowing. He knew before the foundations of the world that we would sin, that we would cause this great pain to his heart. And he sent his son, his son to die in our place so that he could redeem us, so that he could give us a hope and a future. He could offer us salvation. That was the mercy of God. So my question for you today is, do you have this hope? Do you have this hope? I hope you do. This is the hope you need. If you want to see Papa Tom again, you're going to need this hope. If you have loved ones that have gone on, you need this hope. Because only in Jesus Christ will you see them again. There is no other name, is what Christ declared. There is no other name. Hope is what we need, and hope is what God has offered us. When we look, we talk about hope. But we also need mercy. For it is through mercy that we obtain this hope. Again from verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. According to his mercy. Mercy is not something that is deserved. Very much like grace, it is not something that is deserved. God looked down upon us and he had mercy. Where there should have been wrath, God chose mercy. You and I oftentimes, we are wronged and we want to choose wrath. We want to choose justice. You could look to the news headlines and see people wanting wrath. They want, want justice. They want retribution. Just this week, you could see in the headlines, the, the U.S. has attacked Syria for what they did to their people. We want justice. These are people that are made in the image of God. This needs to be right. But if we are the reality, we would be the people of Syria, deserving God's wrath to rain down on us like Tom Hawk missiles. But instead, he chose mercy. He's offered us mercy. He's offered us that grace. And through that we have hope. We have hope this day for God sent Jesus, his son, to take upon all our sins. You've heard the gospel. This is what it is time and time again. I hope you take this time this day to soak it in what it really means. You could fool me. You could have fooled Papa Tom. You could fool many here. You could say the right words and put on the show when, when we're around each other. But Christ sees clearly. He knows your heart. He knows if you are his. He knows already if he's going to say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. And I've told you before as pastor, my, my desire is to pre present all of you as a holy gift to God. With Papa Tom, I have no doubt that is what he is today. But I can't say that about everyone. So I encourage you this day, if, if you do not know Jesus as Lord, if, if he is not the most important thing in your life, if when you lose a loved one, you're not thinking about Christ immediately, we need to talk. 
That is where your heart should go. That's where your joy should be, is in Christ. Not in the stuff of life. The stuff will come and go. Like I said, the houses that we're in now, somebody else can be in them in a little while. The cars are going to rust. All our possessions will fade away. Most of them will not last out the century. But what will last is Christ. He is eternal. When we look, we look to him, we see his death that's, that satisfied the Father on the cross. We have proof that the Father is satisfied. What is that proof? We're going to celebrate it in just one week. This is the proof. That Jesus Christ was resurrected. That he took upon himself our sins. That God the Father is satisfied. You and I now have atonement for our sins. Want to know something? Christ was not the only one crucified. There were criminals on each side. Mm -hmm. Were they resurrected? Nope. No. Their death does not bring you atonement. Mm -hmm. Christ's death was not a normal death. He was the only Son of God, and He died in your place. Mm -hmm. And the Father put His stamp of approval on it by raising Him to life on the third day. Amen. And He is now seated at the right hand of the Father. We've been going through Revelation, and Revelation declares that the Lamb of God is worthy. That the Lion of the tribe of Judah has conquered. He has taken that scroll. Mm -hmm. And all the saints praise Him for it. Mm -hmm. They rejoice and look forward to the day where He will break those scrolls. Many of you are terrified of Revelation. I tell you, Christians, do not be terrified. Rejoice that God's justice is being done. That those that mock and scorn Christ will receive their justice. But praise God that he's offered us mercy and grace now. Amen. Do not wait. As we look to Easter next week, we'll, we'll celebrate that, that proof that we have. But I want to assure you, we don't hear about it in churches too often anymore. The fires of hell are still hot. Mm -hmm. They're still consuming millions and millions and millions of souls. But not our dearly departed. Mm -hmm. Not his. Mm -hmm. Not anyone who calls on Christ. Amen. I can't do anything of your loved ones that have gone on before you. I can't offer them the salvation of Jesus Christ. Because their time has come and gone. We've, we've talked week after week to make that decision now. Do not put it off. Every one of us would have thought that we would be hugging Papa Tom. I, I greet him the same way every single week. I say, how you doing, brother? I'm here. You know what he got to say this week? I imagine like this. Jesus walks up to him and says, how you doing, brother? He says, I'm here. Amen. A little more gusto in that, that voice. Some of you will like to say you'll be here next week. You may not be. I thought Sister Carla would, would be here a lot longer. I was sure of it. I was wrong. You know, we knew Papa Tom had cancer. I thought there would, there would be a long process and we'd have that moment in the hospital room where we share that, that brotherly and sisterly love in Christ and be able to say goodbye. We didn't have that moment. And that pains me. As I know it pains the family. But you have that assurance of where he is. Amen. I can tell you there's not a greater gift in the world that you could give someone to let them know that you believe in Jesus. And when that day comes, you could tell them, you may weep for me, but do not have sorrow. Do not enter into grief. Rejoice and worship Christ for he has offered me this great hope. He has offered me salvation and he has offered it to you as well.
A day, a day will come where we will all go home. Will your family have the hope that his family has? I pray they will. As in a few days we will gather together. Tuesday we are going to worship. You know, we, we call it a funeral, but it is a worship service. We will worship and we will give God praise for the life lived. Mm -hmm. A life modeled well. You know, I, I encourage, as, as we lay to rest our deacon, our eldest deacon, I, I encourage my deacons to rise up and strive to be a man like him. You're well on your way. And to others, I know there are men here that are called to be deacons. Time is to rise up, to serve God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all of the life that you have left. Do not, do not wait. Life is too short. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. None of us are. From the littlest here to the very oldest. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. God is calling you into mission today. He is calling you to come and serve Him and bring Him glory. To be part of the kingdom. You do not have to wait till life is over to wonder what God is going to say to you. You can know this day. You can know this hour. You can't have the time to pray over you anymore. We have deacons who will pray over you. I will pray over you. We have many qualified men and women who will pray over you. We praise God for that. But we, we need to, to look in our hearts. You know, if we want to do justice to Papa Tom's memory, we need to serve well as he did. I've, I've told people before that he, he very well is the, the godliest man I've ever met. I've never heard him say anything that made me go, whoa, that, that's a Christian man saying that? No. Papa Tom was a godly man. I'm proud to call him my, to call him my brother. Mm -hmm. I was very proud the day he asked if he could call me son. That meant a lot to me. But most of all, it was a great honor to call, to, for him to call me pastor. What a great honor that is. What a great honor it is to, for my deacons to have served alongside him. For all of you to walk alongside him all these years. You are very blessed. I knew him a short time. Mm -hmm. Many of you have known him much longer. Praise God for those moments. I want you to rejoice. Not for him. And not just for those who have gone before us, but for Christ. For it is Christ that we have hope. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. We do grieve. We may feel our faith is being tested. But understand what God is doing through you. God is raising you up to be the man or woman that he's called you to be. These times are hard unbearably hard for the family. It just does not feel right, does not feel fair what they've gone through. But God is with them every step of the way. And he is raising them up to be the men and women that he's called them to be. For all their pains and trials, we have this hope, this assurance that is beyond measure. Now, I've said many times here that God has promised you two things. Christ specifically has promised you two things. What are those two things, family? What has he promised you? Has he promised you eternal salvation? We love that part, right? And across the bear. And across the bear. Who wants eternal salvation? I tell you all, you already have it if you trust in Christ. Whether you, you want to admit or not, you have eternal life one way or the other. You'll spend eternity with God Almighty and praising and worshiping him. 
or you'll spend an eternity in hell. So that salvation part, that, that's the good part. That's the part we long for and we seek for. That cross to bear is not so easy. That we, we don't go run up and long for that. But our brother carried it. Christ carried it. To be called a Christian, you have to be willing to carry your cross day by day. It's not going to be easy. I tell the, the little ones that are here, it will be much harder for you than it was for Papa Tom. Days are coming that, that are not going to be easy. Days are coming where you won't be able to, to blend in with the church. You're either going to be part of the church or part of the world. There will be no halfway. I praise God for that. Amen. Then, well, look what Christ did with 12 men. He said, church, you will do greater things. You indeed shall. You know, as we look today in Scripture, it's a day we mark as Palm Sunday. What was it, what was it about Palm Sunday? We have Jesus who humbly rides into Jerusalem on that donkey, a, a symbol of his, his royalty with King David. King David did the same thing in the Old Testament. So did King Jehu. This was a sign to the people. He is declaring himself the king of the Jews, the king of Jerusalem. He has just raised Lazarus from the dead. The whole town's a buzz about it. And they're excited as they should be. When somebody offers you eternal life, you should be excited. I spoke last week when... When, if I had the cure to cancer, we would be so excited about it. We'd be rejoicing and telling everyone. But guess what happens if you are cured from cancer? You're still going to die one day. No way around it. The wages of sin are death. We have here the good news of the gospel. Eternal life forever. We barely whisper about it. Oh, it's old news. That Jesus guy, he offers you salvation. We should be so on fire for this news. The people were on fire. But guess what? By the end of that week, there'd be 11. And they really weren't on fire. You know, my, my favorite apostle, the apostle John, was running away naked. Peter denied him three times. Those were the leaders of the church. Thank God we had Papa Tom. God has done far more with far less. We have everything that we need as a church to do the mission that God has given us. Do not lose hope. Do not say, what are we going to do now? Say, we, we serve the same Christ, the same King. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let us not be those that were excited when they saw Jesus coming on that donkey and laying down their palm branches. And then by the end of the week, what were they saying? It was, they were saying, crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify the Son of God. The man who walks on water. The man who raises people from the dead. Who heals the blind. They crucified him. And they rejoiced at it. What will you do with your life? There's many of us who, we come here every Sunday... And we, we figuratively and spiritually grab those palm branches. And we're praising God and we're worshiping. But what happens when we go home with our lives? Are we praising Him with our lives? Are we over here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the King. Are we saying that with our lives? Most of us, if we are honest, we are shouting from the mountaintops, Crucify Him. Crucify Him. Newsflash, Christ will not be crucified again. Amen. 
you mock him with your sin. Every time you sin, the pain you now feel, that is what Christ feels. Every time you sin, it is like you're taking the whip of the cat of nine tails and smashing it into his back, ripping the skin from his flesh. Every time we sin, it is a smack, backhanded smack in the face. It's like we're saying, prophesy to us, Jesus, what will I sin next? Every time we spit in the face of our Creator, our Redeemer, our Savior, our God. I encourage you, when, when we look at the life of yes, Papa Tom, but more importantly, the life of Jesus. You know, Papa Tom lived a great life, but he didn't say, he didn't start out his life and say, you know what, I, I want to live this way. Many of us now will look at Papa Tom and say, at the end of my days, I want to be remembered like him. I say, no, be remembered like Jesus. Live your life like Jesus. If you shoot and Jesus is the bar, you very may well end up like Papa Tom did. Because Jesus was his measuring stick. Mm -hmm. It should be your measuring stick as well. Mm -hmm. I am looking forward and, and longing to see the day when we're all gathered around that throne. On the way to work, I was listening to that, that Johnny Cash song. He talks about being, being in the family circle, around the throne again. There are some that have gone on. They're around that throne. And there's some we think are around that throne that really aren't. And there's some that are probably down there that we thought we'd be down there that aren't. But I, I can honestly say to you that there is only way, one way you'll know for sure about yourselves, and that is to make Jesus Lord. Mm -hmm. not, it's not just the magic in the Word. There's no magic in the Word when you, when you come down and bend the knee at the altar. There's no magic in the waters behind me in the waters of baptism. It is in the repentance of your heart. Mm -hmm. Have you truly repented? Or are you just going about life saying the right things? You're being a quote-unquote American Christian. You know what? In this country right now, over 80% of people claim to be Christians. I can name you a list of sins that says otherwise. The Apostle John in his epistle says, if, if, we, if we claim that we know Christ in sin, we lie. Do not be liars. Be truthful men and women. Be men and women honoring of Christ, honoring of the legacy of Papa Tom, of Brother Justin, Sister Carla, Sister Judy. Honor their lives. Honor their memory by serving the King, growing His church here in Aurora. There is one church and one King, one God, one Savior, whose name is Jesus. As we look now, we look at these scriptures, and it, and it tells us, it warns us, do not be like those that, that think because of the deeds of their ancestors, their forefathers, that they will be saved. They did things, and they built homes that are perishable. They are from a perishable seed that we call the flesh. Papa Tom, he breathed his last. It was hard to see. I saw him in his home, and I saw him at the hospital. That was hard to see. But that flesh is gone. That, that tent is worn out. But God has promised. It's guaranteed that Papa Tom will have a new body, a glorified body. Mm -hmm. The corruptible will put on the uncorruptible. Amen. And why do we have this hope? Brother? This is the Bible that was given to Papa Tom when he was ordained as a deacon in this church. This is the Word of God. The scripture I read to you today says the word of God is the incorruptible seed. The beginning of John, it speaks of the logos. 
And the Word became flesh. And the flesh dwelt among us. The Word that is implanted in us, that, that we have been born again to, that that seed that has been planted in us is the imperishable Word of God. A, a time will come for all of us, as the Scripture says, all flesh is like grass. All of us one day will fade away. Mm -hmm. You may be beautiful like a flower, but you're still going to fade away. I find the great irony of funerals is that we buy dead flowers to honor those that have gone on. Those flowers are dead. They've been cut from their life source, just as the body has. And now the spirit returns to where it belongs. Papa Tom is indeed free from sin. Mm -hmm. He no longer will desire any sin. Amen. He will no longer have lust in the eyes. He will no longer desire greedy things of money in the, the, the possessions of life. He is around the throne. Amen. We praise God for it. We, we may still be homesick for him now, and I don't blame you. As the song that we sung earlier, cry those tears. It is not wrong to cry. It is a good and godly thing to do. Scripture talks about you, you were given eight days in mourning. Nothing was expected of you for eight days. You weren't expected to go back to work. You were expected to mourn for those that are gone. And you're expected to praise God for the hope and assurance they have. I'm going to close here in just a moment, but I want to read you a poem. I believe it's in your bulletins as well. But this poem is called, When the Stars Are Gone. To me, this is the assurance we have that I want you to have. This is the assurance Papa Tom has. The stars shine over the mountains. The stars shine over the sea. The stars look up to the mighty God. The stars look down on me. The stars shall last for a million years. A million years in a day, but God and I will live and love when the stars have passed away. We like to sing Amazing Grace and those types of songs and say, when we've been there 10,000 years, Amen. we have no less days. Amen. Papa Tom is beyond the grasp of time. He is no longer bound by the aging effects that we all, all feel. Amen. After the altar, soul, altar call, I, I will play a special video I, I've made in his dedication, his honor. And you'll see some, some pictures you'll look back and say, man, he was a good-looking young man, wasn't he? I understand why he caught one in his eye. <laughs> and you'll also look and see the, the effects of aging, but you'll see that smile forever. You'll see that smile one day again. And it'll be great and glorious. <coughs> we, will, we will give him that big old hug that, that we love to give him. And we'll still call him Bob Tom. Nothing wrong with that. Some of you will call him Budgie and your other nicknames you had for him. For me, you will always be Papa Tom. So I, I'd like to quote one of my favorite sisters here. It's time to get prayed up and packed up. Because you don't know what tomorrow holds. I would do just about anything to, to relieve the pain that my sister and her family felt that Thursday morning. But I know Papa Tom, and he would not for anything... Come back down here because he is in glory. You don't have to worry about having a hard time getting up because of those knees. He's got perfect hearing now. All the things that we complain about in this body are gone. And he is in glory. No more broken heart over his daughter Judy. He is up there with her. Praise and I believe they got the band getting ready, getting back together. Waiting for a few of you others to rejoin that band. He gave me those CDs. It was wonderful to hear. But as we look now, I want you to have this, this hope. 
that Papa Tom had. I want you to have this hope that is guaranteed through Jesus Christ. The Word of God is painfully simple, and I think that's why many of us have protested through our life. Can it really be that simple? The question of life will come down to this. Jesus, Jesus said to Mary and Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God and paid for your sins? Who was raised to life by the Father on the third day? Who lived a sinless and blameless life? Like the two girls that came down last week. If you do that, you have eternal life. It is guaranteed, it is secure, and you'll be around that throne one day. You will see those that have gone on that have also professed that same faith. That, that when, when we have these moments, we, we will be sorrowful, yes, but we will have joy. We will have that peace that passes all understanding. But Papa Tom's faith won't save his children, or his grandchildren, or his great-grandbabies. It won't save you. Your faith has to be your own. Mm -hmm. He will not have to answer for, for your sins. He'll answer for his own. You will have to answer for your sins. And I, I would hope and I would desire that this day you want to have Jesus Christ as your advocate. When Papa stands, Papa Tom stands before the throne, the Lamb will be there. And it will testify, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful all these years. You are covered in my blood. When the Father sees Papa Tom, he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ, Amen. not the sinfulness of Thomas Pitts. Will he see the same thing for you? We all long to be home. And I'm not talking about our houses that we'll drive to later. We truly long to be home. The question is, will you be home? Will you be getting ready to go to that mansion that Christ is preparing for you now? Christ is busy. The scriptures declare, what is he doing right now? I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now, I, I can't imagine what the, the God of the universe, what his, the house will look like. I'm sure there's some kind of train involved for Papa Tom. <laughs> Reality, God knows us perfectly, and He's going to He's going to make that that place beautiful, and He longs to welcome you in as His bride. Husbands who who love their brides understand what I'm talking about. There's nothing like bringing bringing your bride in, into her home, or she'll live for all eternity. That that day will soon be here for you. I, I pray that this day, if you have not made Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you long and you miss Papa Tom. Good. But you should long for, for knowing God. That is the things that Papa Tom longed for. So I'm going to close, close now. We, we will play an, an altar call. It's a, song, a beautiful song that Chris Tomlin called Home. Listen to the words. Sing it if you know it. But most of all, if you have not, make Christ your Savior this day. Do not wait. Sunday is not guaranteed. You know, we, we rejoiced last, last year and had that Easter celebration with Papa Tom and I. Well, I'm sure all of us assume we'd have it again next year and the year after. But this last year has really taught us that nothing is promised. Nothing is guaranteed. Don't take anything for granted. Love those that God has given you every day with that passionate love you're now feeling. For those that long to have one more embrace, look around you. Embrace those around you while you have that time. Let us pray. Father, Lord Jesus, I give you thanks for this day. 
I give you thanks for the many blessings that we have, Lord. I give you thanks for the lives that, that have been lived well. Lord, our hearts are heavy for Papa Tom and his family, Lord. But we know he is with you and we rejoice and we worship. We long to be home. But allow us to serve you. Allow any here who do not know you, Lord, come down and kneel now. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thank <clears throat> you.